When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Calm Within the Storm podcast, where you'll be joining us on the journey of finding contentment within the chaos that is mental health. This episode will be all about parenthood and the impact that becoming a parent has on your mental health. And my guest for today's episode is Elsie Marsden. Hello. Hello. How are you? (laughs) I'm good, thank you. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. 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 So, Elsie is a mother of two. Yes. So before we delve into... The answers from today's polls and questions and going to a, a deeper discussion. Just give us a little bit of info about you and your partner's experience of going into parenthood and also through parenthood. Okay. How have you found it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how have I found it indeed? Um, so I've got a five-year-old and a two-year-old, um, which is challenging enough. Um I guess all I can say is that you're never prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, when I had my son, the five-year-old, um, he came very unexpectedly. <laughs> so I think it's, again, different if you're not planning it. Yes. Um, but it was joyful all the same. Um, but, yeah, there's just this unexpected... The only way I can describe it, I guess, is like lost feeling mm-hmm. and a pressure to have to know what you're doing to, yeah. to be a mom yeah. and it, or to be a dad. Yeah. And I think it's harder for men as well. So going like with my partner, because women are the ones that carry the baby for nine months, they're a mum as soon as yeah. they get pregnant. But a dad doesn't become a dad until the baby's born. Yeah. I think. So it's quite, I think it's harder for men because they don't understand what their partner's sort of going through in those nine months of pregnancy necessarily. Yeah, that's interesting. Because they're not there with them. Yeah, they only become a dad. Yeah, I think they only become a dad when the baby's born. Yeah. Because um, I think another thing that they probably struggle with is, is a woman's hormones during those yeah. nine months. And again, the women struggle as well. <laughs> yeah. That's something I don't think anyone is told about when having a baby is mm-hmm. the, what your body will go through in those nine months. Yeah. And I guess every case is different as well, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. A hundred percent. Your age, 
is a huge factor as well um and obviously genetics play a big part too so I think yeah every experience is different no one has the same experience but um but on actually when the when the baby's arrived it's so alien yeah that's all I can describe the yeah like surreal it feels surreal you suddenly got this human that you need (laughs) to like care for and you know, it has to survive. You're the one that feeds <laughs> yeah. it and looks after it. So, yeah, but there's a lost feeling because you gradually lose yourself. Mm-hmm. But even I suppose it's, I think. it's a loss of independence in a way. Yeah. And you've gone from having all the time in the world to do what you want yeah. to suddenly you can't switch your brain off for a moment because someone yeah. really depends on you being alert 100%. every moment of the day yeah it's freedom it comes mm-hmm. down to freedom not having that freedom having to like even now having to you know if if we've got an event to go to or a wedding or we have to rely on family members to yeah. step in so that we are able to still have a social life yeah and I think that's something that you don't really think about yeah because you are so caught up in this I'm gonna have a baby yeah bubble and also I think for me you don't think past the baby yeah so I mean obviously your head kind of goes oh there'll be a teenager one day that's true that's true but you don't think past you prepare you get the nappies you get the most you prepare for the baby but you don't think past that stage Mm -hmm. necessarily so there's a lot it's overwhelming so when you had your second Mm. in terms of thinking in the future like you just said as to when they're a toddler when they're a teenager have you found that part of the journey very different with your second child because obviously your first child is a little bit older by this point so you kind of know what to expect what's coming and also how to build that child up to that age as well a hundred percent yeah yeah it my daughter's two next week and her lifespan so far has gone so much faster than my son's did yeah because you're learning on the job yeah so with your first you're kind of learning as you go and every stage is different every stage is new and you're getting advice thrown at you from grandparents who did it years (laughs) ago so things were very different yeah and I think that's something else that a few people who who've answered our polls they've also mentioned similar things of don't listen necessarily to what other people have to say because everyone is different and every experience is different and everyone can suddenly be an expert and tell you how to manage your child and manage your pregnancy or whatever but but you aren't them and they aren't you no but even down to like midwives I think Mm. there's there's different you know with my son I had uh, two different midwives and one of them was very very strict really yeah she was very like you must do this and this is the proper way and one of them was like ah oh, it's your baby it's your yeah. way you know and it was like oh especially as a first-time mom you're kind of like well what, what's what's best what's <laughs> yeah. right yeah so yeah um it's it's difficult I think yeah listening to yeah all different angles of it and trying to piece together what your journey is going to be yeah Mm. and because I I think before you have a baby 
in your head you think okay I have mother and baby classes and I have pregnancy classes and all, like you see in the movies don't yeah. you like you oh. all go to these group sessions yeah. and that's what you imagine and it's only since so my cousin is pregnant at the moment and we've been quite close in talking about the whole journey mm-hmm. and it's only from listening to her experience that I'm, I'm learning there's no classes there's no one telling you what to do it's literally I'm pregnant and that's it (laughs) and it's quite I was really shocked yeah but even like the down to the um the birth like you going back to movies you know in movies and tv shows the the way that they give birth is not how it is in real (laughs) life at all so even from that perspective you're you know, you're given a different outlook on what it is going to be. Yeah. Watching films growing up, you're like, oh, having a baby's easy. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> Anyone can do it. And it is. It's not, I always say it's not hard work. It's constant. Yes. It's yeah. It's not actually, it's not hard work. It's it's joyful. It's lovely. It's just never ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like if your partner can go out to work, they come home, they're switching their brain off from that yeah that day but if you're a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. your day doesn't end until yeah well even when they've gone to sleep it doesn't end because you've yeah. you still got an ear out for them and yeah yeah I actually found some interesting statistics because when you think of pregnancy and having a baby a lot of the time your mind just jumps straight to the mother yeah of course and the mother's journey yeah. through it But actually, I found some interesting facts online that 38% of first-time fathers are concerned about their mental health. Wow, okay. 38%, that's that's quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. And 10% of all new fathers worldwide experience postnatal depression. Wow, I didn't know that. Isn't that interesting? Because that is something, again, that you think of just being a woman thing because of the hormones and the impact that birth has and just the attachment to the baby. There's a whole load of reasons for postnatal depression, but you don't necessarily jump to the father. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that is interesting. It is, isn't it? Yeah, I I guess they feel, maybe for a lot of men, I know my partner definitely struggled because I breastfed. Okay. So I think, again, your baby's born and you're helpless yeah. as a man. If, if your partner is solely breastfeeding, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I was able to express and, and we got my daughter on a bottle quite early so she could get used to him feeding yeah. it that way. But not everybody's able to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably a factor is yeah. that they, they don't feel, they feel helpless yeah they feel like there's there's nothing that they when the baby cries oh they need their mom because they want feeding they want that comfort yeah and I think as well obviously as the mother you've carried that baby that baby's used to your heartbeat yeah that baby's used to you so when they need comforting it's it is you they need yeah because that's who they've heard that's that's who they've been close to for the past nine. They've been connected to Yeah, no, that's interesting. So I think a dad doesn't have... I mean, obviously, when the baby's born, he has that instinct. That's, you know, I've got to keep this baby alive. I I love this baby. They have this, that instinct for it, but they haven't got that same connection that a mother has. And I think that's probably where that... Yeah. In my opinion, that's probably where that comes from. It could very well be. Yeah, you're right. 
The sleep deprivation is so hard and intensifies everything that's already hard. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes it worse because you become overwhelmed then. Yeah. Yeah, because you're not catching up. Yeah. And your brain, brain is foggy and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just get flustered, I guess, yeah. a lot easier. Frustrate, frustration. And, and it, you kind of, <laughs> without meaning to, you kind of become angry. Yeah. I can imagine... I can and you kind of become angry with your child yeah. that you've just had. Not in like a horrible, <laughs> aggressive way, but you kind of are like, you're the one <laughs> causing me to lose sleep. <laughs> Did you find a similar thing with your partner? Like, was your partner experiencing those like um, erratic emotions like you were or no, no. <laughs> no. interesting I think that's another thing maybe women might feel as well is that you suddenly your partner starts to really grate on you <laughs> <laughs> because you'll be sat there you know I know from my experience but then you know my partner he was the one that was going out to work yeah he was the one that had to be up his alarm was going he had to be up at a certain time he had to go and face the day you know at work so it was only right that he sort of got a good night's sleep so he could go out and do that and then also when he came home he was better for me and for the family because he could then he still had the energy to make the dinner put my eldest to bed and and all things like that but I think when it's routine stuff like that as well I think it's really hard to appreciate it at the time because Mm -hmm. when it's just part of the routine you don't acknowledge that it's even happening you just go on autopilot yeah and it's nice that you have got someone there who's making your tea who is doing all of these standard things but I think when you're so wrapped up in what is happening in the now? Like, I need to change a snappy. Why is the baby crying right now? You forget that all of that's going on behind you. You yeah. just then get the tea, you eat the tea, and then you carry on with the next yeah, task. Yeah, exactly. But the, but there's, like, a frustration in the night that I definitely felt. Like, I'd be sat up breastfeeding, and he's snoring next to me, and you just kind of, you know, you're <laughs> sticking your fingers up at them, and you're, you're kind of like, why do you get to sleep? And I'm yeah. sat here one eye open it's, yeah it's frustrating there's yeah. like this yeah underlying <laughs> anger towards your partner and also they're the one that's got you in that situation in the first place <laughs> brilliant okay so it's, well, I'll read one more and this person said I had postnatal depression I always had a really blinkered view of it and that's coming from a pharmacy background as well Okay. Um, I had no idea that it could be diagnosed as postnatal depression up until a year after the baby is born. It takes the hormones so long to level off again. Stupidly, I thought that all mums with postnatal depression were somehow triggered by their babies, which for me wasn't the case at all as he was the only thing keeping me going. Yeah, but that's that's it going back to my point before about how you're kind of angry at them. Yeah because you feel like you're the one that's triggering this feeling, but at the same time, you're, like, totally besotted and in love with your baby. Yeah. And they're the only one that's keeping you trudging through the mud. I think it must be a really, really confusing time, because it's not just depression with with the baby, I guess. It's because of all the the hormones that have changed within your body. Mm. You know, even if you just go on a different contraceptive pill for a while, you, you notice oh, it yeah. straight away in, yeah. in your whole personality changes. And it's not something that you can explain to someone who doesn't know, you know. It's just some, it's it happens and it's hard to explain that it happens. Yeah. And you don't even notice that it's happened until you stop those hormones. Yeah. And so postnatal depression 
I guess it's a similar thing. You don't even notice that you're any different. And yeah, it's harder. You think you have to have a, a in your head to explain why you feel like this. You almost have to pinpoint something and put the blame onto yes, something. Exactly. Even if that isn't the the no. cause or the trigger. Just to process it. Yeah. 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 I think as well, um, they, they put, ter- they you know, there's terms for things like the baby blues. You may have heard of like the baby blues and there's all these terms and, and then um, they have like stages like, oh, your baby must be going through stage three. And it's kind of like, every baby's different. Every woman's different. And especially as well going through uh, back to the hormones if you breastfeed as well mm. you're increasing your hormones like crazily when that milk comes through you're you are oh, you get this like emotional wave really where you're so grateful and like in love with this thing but you're also just so tired and yeah and it it comes out of nowhere and you're not expecting it mm-hmm. um uh, but also with breastfeeding again, um, when you're actually feeding your baby, I only learned this with my second, I didn't know this with my first. When you're actually feeding your baby, it's releasing, um, I forget the name now, like a good hormone. Okay, like endorphins. Yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. And so when you're feeding your child, you're feeling ah, happier. Okay. And I don't know whether that's helpful in a sense because you kind of know you're feeding it. Yeah. You know you're providing. Yeah. You know you're doing a good thing. And and then you kind of come away feeling like lighter. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that with my first. Ah, I only learned that with my second. Interesting. Yeah. Which I think, again, is why they encourage it so much. Yeah. yeah. So that they can try and help you release those happy hormones. Yeah. As well. Oh. And someone else has said, never compare. All children develop at different stages. I learned that after my first and it's helped massively. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, every child is is different and mm-hmm. they'll have their own stages. Yeah. And yeah, and I think it's not just about the environment that the child is in either. It's just children just develop faster than others yeah they have different learning environments different social environments yeah, exactly where they might thrive they might be born really interested in creative things and they will thrive in that mm-hmm. way or they might be actually be quite academic yeah and it, and it's so funny how i think children develop such a strong personality from a young age oh, yeah. as well you kind of don't realize no there's that there's that innocence i, I think as well it, if depends on your family situation because if you're in a family that's got like a few children, your youngest is probably going to be a quicker developer ah. than than you yeah know, nine times out of ten probably going to be. They're watching because everyone they're else watching, do it. They're all. wanting to be. Yeah. They want to catch up. They want to be in the midst of their elder siblings. Yeah. That's what I found with mine anyway. But yeah, there's there's definitely um, it's about your environment and and each child is is different and the personality, like they. I love watching, taking my son to school and watching the conversations that he has with like, his <laughs> classmates. 
like, I went on holiday this weekend. I got a new pair of shoes. There's that, like, <laughs> innocence. Yeah. Imagine if we spoke like that now. It just wouldn't be... It'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Boaster. You know, show off. But when you're, like, five... But they're learning. They're testing the waters yeah. as to how yeah. far they can step before they upset someone. Yeah, or how they make friends. You yeah. know, it's all just a learning curve. But their personality as well, like... That's another thing is, I think, when you... When you become a new parent, your personality obviously changes. You're, you know, you're still you at the, the core of it all. But also when your child grows up and their personality develops, you start getting little bits of them in you yeah. and also seeing little bits of you in them. That's so interesting. Which I think is when, like when you get something back. So having a baby, those first sort of few months, it can be quite tedious because you're not really getting anything back yeah. from them. But once they can sit up and they can babble and they, they flash a smile back at you, you're you're getting, you can see yourself in them and that's when motherhood really, your parenthood really starts to... Feel real. Feel real, yeah. You're not just suddenly mm. just keeping a little human alive, you're actually gaining something from that human as well. Yeah. No, it is, it's so interesting. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Um, someone else said, go easy on yourself, take time out for yourself, sleep at every opportunity and seek help if you're feeling low. Yes. Yeah. Important. Yeah. I I mean, it's an age old thing though, that like sleep when the baby sleeps. I can't tell you how many times people told me that, but when you've got piles of washing to do, (laughs) you know, you've got housework to do, you've got your own things to do, or you feel that you need to get a workout in in the living room while your yeah. baby's asleep or something it's it's juggling the time making sure that some days you might sleep when the baby sleeps but other days you need to have a little bit of time for yourself because that's how slowly you will get back to feeling a bit more you yeah 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 and, and on, on a similar note someone said patience with yourself and also with your partner yeah yeah, so that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> it's hard in the moment. Yeah. I think on reflection, um, yeah, you can think, yeah, that's, I need to have more patience with myself next time or yeah. I should have had more patience with myself. But in the moment when you're on, you know, running yeah. on an hour's sleep and yeah. you've got a pile of washing up to do and and also the washing when you've got a newborn baby they go through so many <laughs> pieces of clothing every day so yeah it can all feel overwhelming and you that's that's right you don't give yourself enough patience one final point i think this is a uh... This is important as well. I always said I wouldn't have kids until my mental health was in a good place. I want to break the cycle. And I think, I don't know where this stems from, whether maybe they have come from a, an environment where they've been very well aware of bad mental health mm. and, and they don't want to pass that on to the children. Or whether they just, they want to be stable, but also kind of know that their child is going to be able to talk to them and it's going to be a normal thing you know yeah there's that encompasses so so much within that statement but you can try and be as stable as you can but it's also still important that your child knows that you know stability isn't everything you can still have good days and bad days but it's important that you are able to talk about it and able to deal with it and not feel embarrassed about it or 
if you need to cry, it's okay to cry, you know. You can't judge people or don't feel as though you're going to be judged. That's just how you cope with it. Yeah, absolutely. And there's never a right time. That's the problem. There's never a right time. You could feel as stable and secure as possible and suddenly it gets thrown because it's like everything changes, this big thing. Yeah, there's never a right time. I know, but then you gain things. You, I think you gain, like, because suddenly you can't just be selfish. Yeah. That you're having to prioritise other people, that you gain empathy and you mm-hmm. gain sympathy. And so in a way, you're, you kind of better your mental health in some aspects. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I, think, I think it's all just a patience game, isn't it? 100%. You'll, you'll learn to love yourself again. You'll learn to love the journey of it all again yeah. and it's just being patient it's, and it's riding the, the wave yeah it's a journey yeah <laughs> it's a journey but then life is you know and yeah. I think whatever you you're doing is is uh unique to you yeah and you shouldn't that's that's a big thing is not not comparing yeah your situation to someone else yeah and that's very easily done uh, yeah very very easily done in age especially yeah Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode and thank you to Elsie for joining me. Whether you're a new parent, a soon-to-be parent or a parent to many children, hopefully you found today's episode relatable and helpful. And I think the biggest takeaway point from today's discussion is that every scenario is different and you must have patience and forgiveness with yourself. Parenthood is a very difficult thing for a lot of people and a very different experience across the board. So it's important to have that understanding that what your mum and dad went through is very different than what you and your partner are going to go through and what your parents' parents went through is different still. There's a lot of pressure that comes with it, but every journey is different. Thank you so much to everyone who participated in the polls and questions for this episode and all of the previous episodes. Your feedback really adds to the discussions and it's also very reassuring to see other people going through the same experiences and having the same feelings. I look forward to sharing the next episode with you. Here is what's coming up next. In the next episode, we'll be touching on couples communication And I'll be joined by my partner, Mason Burke. Together we'll be talking about the common obstacles that many couples face that cause friction in a relationship and how best to communicate your problems and even any low feelings that you're having and also how best to listen to your partner when they are trying to communicate with you. Thank you so much once again for tuning in to another episode of the Calm Within the Storm podcast. I look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye! Thank you for tuning in. If you'd like to listen to the extended version of today's episode, head to samlionmusic.com and become a member. It's completely free and you'll have access to the full-length video editions of each episode.